Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges, and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, good morning, everybody. Scott Luton here with you on Supply Chain Now. Welcome to today's episode. On today's episode, we're welcoming a couple of dear friends, fellow founders, repeat guests to the show. With the explosion of supply chain startups, including some folks maybe listening to us right now, we're going to be gleaning critical insights from our guests' entrepreneurial journey. So with that said, I want to welcome in Stacy Pierce and Jules Weldon with OME Gear, creators of the ever more popular The Wanderer. Stacy, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks, Scott. And Jules, how are you doing? Doing good. I'm fighting a little bit of the crud that's going around, <laughs> but other than that, I'm doing great. And I appreciate that introduction, that ever popular, or wait, what you said, ever, ever, <laughs> ever more. Ever more popular, I think. But hey, I, I'm not, uh, I, I've been, of course, I was, I was uh, delighted to check back in kind of directly when y'all appeared with us last time in that episode we published uh, last April. But I'm a fan. I've got a, a Wander tattoo on my right shoulder, believe it or not. And it's true. Y'all have been taking over uh, the markets by storm. So, um, but with all that said, I should, Jules, may you fight the good fight in your battle against, I think everybody, all kinds of stuff is going around. So uh, may you may, may you continue to feel better and better. Thank you so much. Nothing, nothing I, little I'm, drugs can Yeah, help. I'm keeping our drugs up. It's good. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> that is great. Uh, that's the only way to be uh, as you fight uh, all these stuff out here. So let's talk about, I want to start with a fun warm-up question. So, uh, you know, we're recording this episode in the weeks or so before uh, Christmas and all the other holiday, holidays, and we'll be publishing it probably the first of the year, but it's holiday movie season, right? Now, as I share with y'all pre-show, our fan, our family's number one, probably far and away, is Christmas Vacation, and it's not a close second, but Home Alone or Home Alone 2 is probably um, uh, number two. So I want to ask you both, what is your all-time favorite holiday movie? And Jules, let's start with you. Um, I'm going to say Elf. It's kind of a tradition for Stace and I to watch it every year. It's become a tradition, and <clears throat> it just always makes me laugh. So I'm going to go with Elf. It is such a good movie. That That is Will Ferrell at like, that's a perfect role. It, I'm a it, big fan too. It really is. Yeah. yeah. All right, Stace. I mean, Elf is hands down, but I mean, with the close second of Christmas Vacation. You love okay. movies though, don't you? I love Christmas movies, But yeah. you love cheesy Christmas movies. I do. I like cheesy ones. <laughs> Wait, no, you don't. I'm trying to set you up. You hate, like, we've been, we've recently been trying to watch Christmas movies and she- Oh, knows. no, no. I don't like romantic Christmas movies. Oh. Like, I like, um, yeah, I like, um, what do you call it? Comedy Christmas movies. Yeah. Like Same. anything with Tim Allen or, you know, anything yeah. like that. But these Hallmark, <laughs> first of all, it doesn't snow in the South, people. And so it's like I'm in a Southern town Hallmark movie. It's dumb to me. <laughs> I don't really like romantic Christmas movies. <laughs> well, you know what? We get plenty of drama in our in, in our homes during the holidays. Let's let's stick with comedy for, with our movies, right? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> So, all right. Well, I appreciate y'all indulging us. Uh, big fans of, of uh, Elf as well. Um, let's talk about, let's level set a bit. 
Uh, you know, I mentioned the Wanderer on the front end, uh, of course, your company, OME Gear. Let's level set, and I think we're going to be showing um, in the, the, the published video version of this podcast, we'll be showing some images so you'll so our listeners, our viewers, will see exactly what we're talking about with this product that's really been uh, popular in the last few years. So tell us, what is the Wanderer? So the Wanderer is a transformable unit that for the outdoors. And so it starts as a cart. It also it can haul your kayaks, paddleboards, and surfboards, but it can hold that heavy cooler and all your gear up to 150 pounds. And then once you get to where you're going, uh, it transforms into a high camping chair, a lower to the ground beach type chair, a lounge chair, and then a camping cot. And so it's a multiple use product. Um, so it's just not one thing. So you can kind of get rid of a bunch of things and have one thing and it'll carry everything else you need and you're good to go. I love it. And listeners, you can uh, kind of hear the backstory of how it was developed and, and some uh, family ties there in episode 885. No, 885. Yeah, it doesn't sound right. 885 was of Supply Chain Now, which we published in April 2022. We'll have a link in the episode notes. So, uh, Jules, what would you add? That was a very well-crafted uh, uh, explainer there, uh, Stace. Jules, what would you add about The Wonder? They say when you do something 10,000 times, you become an expert <laughs> of it. Um, and so she's probably done that introduction of the wander 10,000 times. But the only other thing I would add is that, A, it's really high quality, um, and then B, um, the wheels. So the wheels are, we've done 12 years of research on wheels that are out there, um, which not many people can say. Um, but we've done 12 years of research trying to find a wheel that actually rolls on any terrain, including soft sand. So if you look at the wagons and the carts and all of them will say these roll on soft sand and they really don't. I mean, you watch people on the beach trying to pull, you know, the wagons and that sort of thing and they really don't. But this really does because it's an outer layer of santaprene rubber on an inner plastic shell. And so the santaprene squishes down, giving you a bigger surface area to go over the sand. And so it, the wheels really are game changers for us. Um, so that would be the only thing I'd yeah. add. But it's, and a lot of people think, well, it's, I don't live near a beach, so it's not good for me. Well, it's actually great for any time you have to haul stuff. So think like kids sporting events outside or tailgating or camping or um, gosh, even equestrian. We've had a lot of equestrian folks say, hey, this would be perfect. Um, a guy bought it for his job site for construction because you can put it in hauler mode and haul, you know, a bunch of big heavy stuff. And so it's really good for any time you have to haul stuff and then have seating options once you get there. I'll say this one, one guy, we were at a festival and we sold out. And so we had all just our demo units and we actually, we sold all of our demo units and this guy walks up and he goes, do you have any at your RV? And we're like, we have an old one. It has, we have beat it up. And he goes, I want to buy it. I'll, I'll give you a hundred dollars for it. Now this thing was, it was still, I think a prototype. And he goes, I'll give you a hundred dollars for it. And um, so we brought it and he gave us a hundred dollars for it. He was going to mine gold with it. So he took all of his mining stuff down to the gold mine, wherever he would go mine. And, um, and he came back the year later. He goes, I still use that <laughs> mine gold. Uh, I mean, 100,000 miles on it later, right? Yeah, that's right. exactly. <laughs> so, well, I mean, I, anyway. So it really can do, it's like the Swiss Army knife, it sounds like. I love all the different examples. And um, going back to how, uh, Jules, how you were talking about the, um, 
kind of development of the wheels. That That is, I think for a lot of our maybe uh, listeners that are in product development, right? And, and even continuous improvement. And, and for that matter, you know, procurement and sourcing. I bet a lot of the folks can relate to that. Um, and it really, as you described that, um, and, you know, my mind races, I've got a seven-second seven, seven second attention span, I think, like a goldfish. But uh, me and my family watched a documentary on Amazon about the Opportunity Rover, right? And a lot of what you described as, as you and your team has really uh, doubled down in, in really making the best wander ever and all the different components go into that. It really reminded me of this great documentary focused on Opportunity because that Rover, all the different, you know, once that thing was launched, there was no tweaking it. There was no one going back. And if I'm not mistaken, that rover was supposed to last like 90 days, and it went 15 years. So talk about the value of really investing in that product development phase, which clearly y'all value and have uh, made it ready for the best. You say haul mode? Haul mode? Hauler mode? Hauler mode. Hauler mode. With two R's. Uh, with <laughs> two R's, like Wanderer, which okay. has two R's. So it sounds like... Uh, uh, maybe I could stick my three kids back there and um, take them to the beach and back. Maybe, huh? I think so. Well, we don't. Re we can't recommend that. You okay. could, but we can't recommend. That. Okay, it's like riding in pickup trucks back in the '80s uh, in Aiken County, Stacy. No one could recommend that, but we did it all the time, right? Exactly. Um, all right. So let's let's do this. So now that everyone has a, a good fundamental understanding of um, of the product and what it is, and hopefully for anyone that's been viewing this conversation, you, you've uh, seen it. Let's talk about since your last appearance, and that was April. Man, where has time gone? Y'all have been busy. Um, you've had a lot of hits, a lot of wins, a lot of successes. Uh, I think y'all have gotten to wander in a variety of uh, retail uh, retailers, which is outstanding. More access for folks that that need a solution like the Wanderer. So tell us, give us some highlights. And if you're open, I think one of the things I love about y'all's approach to um, your community you've been building is, man, how transparent and um, um, just open you are with the entrepreneurial journey, the good days and the bad days. So give us a few highlights uh, of what has transpired since last time you were with us. I think we were still in California. Um, for the listeners that don't know, we uh, sold everything we owned for our company uh, in December of 2020. 2020. Um, and so in 2021, we hit the road, uh, May 1st. Uh, we hit the road in an RV because they say you can't sell freight sitting on your rear end. So we were like, let's get on the road. <laughs> and uh, so we wrapped our RV in our branding. We put QR codes which is, was a game changer for us because anytime we would uh, travel down the road all the way to California and all the way back, our website would shoot up 200, 300% from the QR codes uh, that were on the RV. So, you know, we, we were in, I think we were in California when we did the original podcast. So we've made it back to the East Coast. Uh, which is, you know, safely, which is a big deal. Let me ask y'all, because who does most of the driving? Who's the better driver? Oh, who does all the driving? <laughs> Jules. Oh, really? Yes. I do. I do all of it. So is that by design? Is Jules just a safer driver? I wouldn't say she's safer. She's now she's more aggressive. She's a she's from Philadelphia area. So <laughs> I am not I I don't care about driving, period. Not even a car. Um you know, I might I might enjoy an e-bike 
but as far as a, even a car, I just don't really, I've never been that person to care about driving. So um, I did take driving lessons um, in hopes that I would drive, but I just haven't, I have not mustered up the courage. She's, she's more we, of a risk taker than so I am. So we made it, we made a deal in the beginning that if I drove, cause she, it, she had great aspirations, but then was like, yeah, no, this is not what I want to do. I don't want to do it's scary. I mean, it's, it's really I scary. believe it. Um, but sh she said, if I take care of the outside, the poop shoot, will you drive? And I was like, fair, Done. fair deal. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. she up one time with a poop shoot and that's all you have to do is mess up once. You never mess up. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I told y'all it's going to be open and transparent with these two. It's one of the best things about these conversations. All right, so Stacy, you were describing the drive back to the East Coast and Jules the, uh, with the Philly uh, grittiness and and um, uh, uh, driving approach. She's the designated driver. So t talk us about your migration back to the East Coast. I mean, it, I mean, it was uneventful. I mean, if but I have to say, if people have not taken time, I know people like want to go to Europe or want to go, you know, wherever, you know, to Bahamas or whatever. If you have not taken time to drive the, the United States. It is a must in your lifetime. It we, I mean, we've only done the southern part in our um, in the RV. Our our hopes are to do the the northern part at some point. Um, and now we've driven it in our car. But if you haven't had an opportunity, you have to go and see the United States. It is unreal what the topography and the changes and um, just the different cultures that we have right here in our own homeland that is absolutely right. beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we made it back to the, to the East coast and it's where uh, Olive is her name and she's safe and sound. And, um, and that's the RV. That's the name yeah, of the RV. That's the name yeah. of the RV. And um, we're safe and sound, but you know, we as two 50 year old women, that was never our dreams. And this can go into one is, you know, as entrepreneurs, we have to, we give up a lot. We give up, a, and one thing is sleep. Um, but, you know, in this situation, we've given up our home, um, and and we're traveling to to start our company, to, to get our company noticed, to build our brand. Um, right. And so as two 50-year-old women in a 250-square-foot home traveling, I mean, uh, we, you know, we've done it. I mean, uh, luckily we like each other. Uh, and, and it has been one of the most amazing journeys that we never scripted. This was never scripted for us. This is not what we were like, oh, this is on our bucket list to go and live in an RV. It was scripted. We just didn't know the script. Right. We didn't know Right. Um, right. And, and so we're like, okay, let's do this. But uh, so to me as entrepreneurs, we, I mean, Jules, look, I'll, I'll never forget the day, but she looked at me and she said, how much do you believe in this? And I said, 100%. And she said, all we have left is our home. And I was like, all right, it's going on the market. So we did threw some paint on it and, and sold it. And so as entrepreneurs, that's what you have to do. You have to, yeah. you have to get down you have to get dirty. And it's, it's not, it's not easy. Um, right. it, it, well, it has not been easy for us. Um, but well, so that's the true definition. I know all ends become a cliche right out there, but man, when you're, you're talking about that situation, that level of commitment and putting everything in because you believe the journey that you're on and what you're, gonna, what you're building, that truly is all in. Um, so, so to our listeners, 
what Stacy was alluding to, and what we're, we're going to be um, learning from both Stace uh, and Jules, is five things that potential founders, entrepreneurs, uh, startups have got to know. And, and so, Stace, if you had to kind of put that first one in a sentence or a, a phrase that you just described, what would that be? Jules, you might have to jump in and help me. Um, Um, you better be all in yeah. or, or just stop there. <laughs> oh, the, the ones who are all in are the ones who realize their dreams. Mm. Right? And so in one sense, I'm actually thankful that the majority of people don't go all in because it makes us, because we are committed to that. It makes us um, be able to rise to the top and get where we right. want to go. Mm. Because a lot of our competitors, they just won't do that. You know, they just, they're just not that committed and that's okay. Like, but for us, um, we're all in. So those who are all in will realize their dreams. There's nothing that will stop you. If you're all in, you Mm. you realize your dreams. It's just a matter of um, how bad do you want it? So listeners take heart, listen to that, right? If you're going to really go after it and be all in, you can achieve just like Jules and Stace is doing. And, you know, I would just add to that um, on those really tough days and on the great days, you know, we as founders made the decision to, to take this journey. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I have that, that maybe that quick thought of, man, why does this have to happen? No, Scott, we opted, we signed up for this. This goes with the territory and we just got to, we got power through it. Amanda, my wife and my partner here, we talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so what a great starting point. So, uh, so moving from number one to number two on our list, uh, what would that be? Um, I think the second, um, I mean, maybe these aren't going to be in order of priority and we could prioritize those later. But um, a second thing is um, the relationships that you build along mm-hmm. the way are everything. Um, for us, a product will come and go, a company will come and go. Um, and it's, if it's the trendy thing, then you'll sell a bunch of them, you know, um, but the relationships that you genuinely build will last your entire lifetime. Right. Mm. And so for Stace and I, we have committed and thankfully we're both, we both value this like highly, we have committed to making OME gear be about relationships. And I know that also is trite kind of along with the all in thing. Um, but when you live it out, the the reality of that is something that's more dynamic than you could ever imagine. And so for yeah. us, w- investing in relationships early and often and genuinely, I mean, our our motto is, I don't know if you can see this, we have a tattoo, but it's out love, yeah. out give. Um, and when we first got together, it was, it was, that was, became our motto of out love, out give. And it's not that it's a competition, it's a, I want somebody who's in my presence to feel so loved and so given to, and we both do, um, that it just kind of became the motto of our company as well. And so that would be a second thing is genuinely give of your time, your resources, your energy, your money to other people without expecting a return. And that's the most important thing because a lot of people will give and then expect something back. But when you don't expect something back, it comes back tenfold. So it's, mm. it's actually way better when you don't have expectations. 
So that would be the second mm-hmm. thing. And I, I like to add, I mean, Jules has done such a great job on LinkedIn. If y'all, if y'all have, if you're on LinkedIn and follow Jules, um, I let her be the voice on LinkedIn. She does so much better than me. And she's very <laughs> diligent about posting every day and posting with value. But the relationships that we have built out of her on yeah. um, being on LinkedIn are invaluable to us. I mean, yeah. they have opened us up where if we need anything, and, and I, I, somebody said to me one time, they're like, you have a lot of friends. And I said, I do, because you have to be a friend to have a friend. Mm. And and if we need anything, the smallest thing or the biggest thing, we can put it out on LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever. And we have built the relationships that somebody can help us or if they can't. They know somebody that can. Mm-hmm. And so and we you know, we're like, we need help. But it's about building relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we would do the same thing for other people. If somebody says somebody came up to Jules and said, hey, can you post something on LinkedIn? I need your help with something. Jules was like, absolutely. And I mean, it's not it, it's not something that we need help with, but we know that somebody's going to be able to help because mm-hmm. the person needs it. And so it is about the building relationships and building those those your network of people um, is just so invaluable to life in general. So uh, we could we could we could talk for probably ten hours on this one on this number two topic on the list here. Um, but killing with kindness is, is one of the themes I'm picking up here. Um, but second, I want to I want to ask y'all a question. I can't remember if this came up in our last conversation or not. But one of the great things about being an entrepreneur and owning your own business is you get to pick and choose who you do business with, right? And as I don't know about y'all, but as I've learned, there's all sorts of folks out there that do business all sorts of different ways. And I think it was Oprah, I think it was Oprah that said, uh, when folks show you who they are, believe them, mm-hmm. right? That's right? And and run away, in, in some cases, run away. And of course, there's plenty of folks, uh, as y'all are alluding to in this in this journey, that man, they make the journey that much better. Right, they do things the right way with values and ethics, and and they're they're pouring uh, themselves into the relationship much like uh, we are. Uh, but man, uh, you got to. Someone also said, I think it was. Well, I stole this from Ray Atia, and I'm not sure if Ray Atia uh, stole it from someone else. But you can have a bad deal with good people, but you can never have a good deal with bad people. I think. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, quick, quick comment, and we're gonna move to number three in, in just a second. But one of y'all, any comments on choosing those relationships, whether they're business or or personal, or you know, um, and avoiding the negative juju out there, maybe. Oh man, Scott, yeah. we have been. I mean, talk about we could spend hours talking about this. Um, we have been burnt so bad by people that we trusted. Um, and it's cost us a lot of money. I mean, a lot of money. Because I think that with that whole relationship thing, Stace and I give people the benefit of the doubt and probably too long. And we trust people too hard too quickly, right? Um, and I mean, we've just gotten burnt. I mean, this is, we're in the middle of, you know, legal stuff right now with somebody. And I mean, we're, it's hard. It is hard. Because when you do trust people, and this was going to be one of my things with entrepreneurs, so it's kind of leading into. Okay, 
number three. Number three, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, when you and I've I've done recent posts about this on LinkedIn, but when you do find good people, um, keep them really close because they're hard to find, unfortunately. And when you start to see, I, I go by that thing that you said all the time. When someone shows you who they are, believe them, right? Um, because people, salespeople can tell you all day long who they are and whatever. Um, and then the real, the reality is when you get access to their email inbox and you see what they haven't been doing, you know? Um, and so for us, it's, it's really real. It's really recent um, that we do trust people to be a part of our team or our partners or our vendors or whatever. And then we get burnt really bad. But on the flip side, we have a team. And thank the good Lord for the flip side, right? <laughs> we don't, I mean, there's zero, there's zero benefit in spending good energy after bad. There's zero. And so for us, our team that we have assembled would literally be in the fox trenches with us, the foxhole with us. I mean, they would, they have gone to bat. They have not taken a salary. Um, they have, you know, worked till, you know, the, the, Cows come home for us. I mean, it's been and with us. Um, and good people you keep really closely. Mm -hmm. And then they're the ones that will benefit with us on the back end. Yeah. I promise you that. And you can put my you can put this in in writing, but those are the ones who will benefit with us because we couldn't do it without them. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and I think that I think what she's alluding to is we try to we try to surround our people, I mean ourselves with people that have the same values as we do. And, and you have to pay attention to this. And if you need, you go back to April's episode, we talked about giving someone six months to show they're crazy or, right. and, or you have to hire, hire slow, fire fast. I mean, we've all heard it as entrepreneurs, but we as entrepreneurs are trusting <coughs> that these people are real and they're telling us what they, what they're going to do. And then, and of course we, as entrepreneurs, we're disappointed when it doesn't happen. But if you go back and look back, there's those yellow flags. There's those red flags, and we choose to ignore them. And I think a muscle that Jules and I are learning to flex is and build is don't ignore those yellow flags. Don't ignore those red flags. You see them, and and we saw them all along. And like Jules said, when you get into somebody's inbox, then you see okay, that yellow flag was actually a red flag. But so it's really paying attention to your own values as an entrepreneur and surrounding your yourself with the people that, that have those same values. Um, I think it's hugely mm -hmm. important um, as you're building the company because, you know, we haven't had the funding to pay full salaries. That's, you know, and so we need people that are going to get in the trenches with us and realize that they are going to benefit on the, as we grow the company. And so it, that's, that's a red flag in itself. If somebody doesn't want to get in the trenches with you, they don't need to be a part of your team right now. And then once that door closes, it's amazing what happens on the other side of that door. Once you close that door, mm -hmm. I mean, our world has opened up in the past three weeks to amazing people that we want to surround ourselves with. Mm -hmm. So uh, before we move to number four, uh, one of the things I think we talked about last episode, and we've talked certainly on a lot of uh, shows in the last couple of years, you mentioned funding, and we've got a ways to go to 
really create opportunities for all when it comes to startup funding. Uh, Jules, Stacy, I want to mention because there's some statistics out there. I think we talked about last time. Um, anything you want to mention in that regard? I mean, yeah, that leads me into my number four. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, okay. It, this was unplanned, folks. This was unplanned. This is there. There we're vibing, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, cash in our case is queen, right? I mean, cash is king. You've heard that before. But having access to capital has um, propelled us forward and it has shut us down in all regards, in a lot of regards, where we have been on pause at different points when we have $1.60 in our bank account. And that's not a joke. I have a screenshot of that. Um, and the, the absence of cash will create more stress in your life than almost anything else in business. Um, Stace and I have been on our knees begging God to show up and he always has, but it's always been in the last 30 seconds of the fourth quarter of the game where we feel like we are losing, right? But then we throw or a Hail Mary gets thrown and it gets caught and we have life to keep going, right? And so cash is cash is everything funding is everything like you've like you kind of alluded to there are statistics out there that 2.7 of all funding 2.7% goes to women 1.7 of that goes to women in tech which leaves 1% of all funding to go to people like us and that includes women who are founders of food products or apparel or whatever we're we're in a huge minority that are women founders of a complex outdoor gear product. But we love that, that's our superpower, right? We kind of take people off guard. Um, but when we've told people that, and we've changed our men- our mentality on that, I think since you, you and we have talked, is we've said that to people and they said, you need to change your, you need to change your kind of your conversation. There is money to be had when you talk to the right people. Mm-hmm. You've just wow. talked to the wrong people. And so we now are talking to the right person and are at any moment, um, literally any moment, going to close a big round of funding that will be a game changer for us. Mm -hmm. And this person is the right person. He believes in us um, and it's um, it will literally be a game changer. And so cash is is queen. Right. Um, And it's it's everything when you don't have it. It, it paralyzes you um, and it freezes you. But when you do have it, the world opens up. Mm. So, um, Stace, what, what else would you add before I ask a question, follow-up question too? I mean, no, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here actually getting chills because Jules is right. Someone did say, it was actually a woman who told us that we needed to change our perspective on that. And, and you can change your, you know, are you eating surf and turf? Are you eating uh, Vienna sausages and sardines? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's... Is how all how you it's in your perspective, and so it was a woman who told us that, and 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 we have taken that to heart, um, and I think that's when our world opened up, where we were started having the right conversations with the right person, and mm-hmm. we're just super excited about you know the opportunities that are that's going to open up to us here in the next hopefully yeah. in the next day or so. Man, we are I got fingers and toes crossed. That is so exciting. Uh, and can't wait to celebrate that news and, and, and what it means for the business and, and the, the journey y'all have been on and have poured everything into. 
Um, let me ask a, a, a question. Um, would you say, and, and you know, I love how we, we learn, we all have eureka moments, right? The longest held beliefs, the longest held assumptions that you would hang your hat on, and then, and then you have the right conversation at the right time. Man, I've been thinking about that the wrong way. Um, would you are would 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 y'all argue that while we um, there needs to be more funding for for everyone out there, all the entrepreneurs, regardless kind of like what walk of life you come from, but also there needs to be a greater emphasis on uh, bridging access to the right conversations. It's kind of both. It's, it's it's more money, right? To put be frank about it, but also it's it's more connectors and more enablers that allow the right conversations to be had. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It does. Um, One of the things in a post that I did recently on LinkedIn is when you make a promise to make an introduction to an entrepreneur, when you promise an entrepreneur that you're going to make an introduction, follow through with that. Yeah. Um, Because entrepreneurs are so hungry for and, and needing those connections, right. To expand their, their, their sphere of influence um, and we've had we've had so many promises that haven't been followed through. However, again, flip side, we have had so many that have been followed through. Like we just got introduced to a massive player in Texas, and we have a call today with this person. And it's like when you when you if you have connections and networks that can help somebody in the entrepreneurial space, make them follow through with them um, because you're exactly right. Those those connections can be literal game changers for people like us. And, and on the, on the, on that same, in that same vein, people that we know, like we've made so many introductions to people into retail um, buyers because we know that we have those connections. So let's give those away, right? Mm-hmm. Like let's freely give those away to help another person get into a retail channel that we're in. Love that. Um, you know, giving forward really comes to mind there when you're making those connect- those, those incredible, those very valuable, uh, extraordinary connections and introductions for others. Because uh, the buyers, they have a lot of power. Buyers out there across the industry. So any of our buyers listening, uh, appreciate what you do and opportunities that you create in, in your, your big decisions. Okay. So I think we've covered four mm-hmm. um, things you got to know if you want to be a founder or you want to... Uh, uh, create a startup, uh, be an entrepreneur. So that leads us to five, number five, the end of the list. And these are ranked in no particular order, as Jules pointed out. Who wants to lead on number five? I have one. Okay, go ahead. I have another one, but go ahead. You go. <laughs> We're going to get a bonus one, maybe. Bonus time. Okay. You say yours. <laughs> Mine is, um, is, is this is this is going for the entrepreneur that has a product. Vet your manufacturer. That is so important. We have now, we're working on our fourth manufacturer. Um, and and UAI, and I'm going to say this, and I'm probably going to get some backlash. U.S. made does not mean it's the best. Um, we're, you know, we, we tried to bring it to the U.S. We are now having to take it some, somewhere else. Um, um, it's just, it just didn't work out. Our hopes are to bring it back. Um, but for right now, we have to take it back overseas. Um, that was never our hopes, but I mean, never our dreams, but that's what it is. Um, so vet your manufacturer, make sure that they are create, they have created a product in, in your same vein. Uh, so we're an outdoor gear product, make sure they've done something and they know the product, they know what you're, what you want. Um, 
and 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 you ask for ask for re- um um recommend I mean not um referrals referrals ask for referrals and don't just do it from oh somebody knows this manufacturer like get mm-hmm. referrals from the manufacturer so that I think that is um, something that we have uh, lost and and yeah. learned a ton, learned a ton, but lost a lot of money on, um, is because we have trusted these manufacturers to do what they they say, and that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, quick, quick clarifying question, Stace. When you talk about referrals, you're talking about doing your homework and do, doing your due diligence on the manufacturers, getting other opinions to kind of vet to vet what they do and how they do it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and you know, uh, um, I don't think you know. Uh, global supply chains exist for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Because we can't find anything here uh, domestic. Everything we need domestically. So, you know, um, we see a lot of reshoring going on for a lot of different reasons. Uh, it's like a second. It seems like a second wave of reshoring here in the last year, and some change. But hey, wherever you know, there's a, there's a variety of boxes y'all y'all have to check as you're building this product, right? Um, cost, quality, speed, you name it. That's just, the, you know, some of the things at the top of the list. So uh, we look forward to keeping our finger on the pulse as you continue this journey of uh, of making a product that uh, re- has been resonating and, and selling uh, more and more to uh, uh, folks that need um, need what it does. So, so Jules, what would you add? I think I saw y'all chatting for a second there because we may get a bonus one. So we've been touting the top five list, but I think you're going to add, you're going to sneak in number six. Is that right? Yeah. And it has to do with Stace, what Stace just said, but it's kind of the bigger picture. And Stace okay. earlier, if you don't do anything else, do this one. Okay. So this actually is really important. Sit down and write down your values. Um, your values literally determine everything. So, um, so you can see our values on our website. Um, but Every single decision that you make need to be run through your values. And if you don't know what you value, you you will have a chaotic road. But if you know what you value, then you will hire quickly. You will hire hire slowly, and you will fire fire quickly. Um, we have we've not done that. And when we're not being true to our values, it has cost us so much money and so much time, and so much everything. And so when you run every decision, who are your vendors, who are your manufacturers, who are your, and if these people adhere to the same values as you do, it will be a much, much smoother road. If they don't, the potholes and the dead ends and all of that that you will experience will be significant. And so Stacey and I often will step a step back, go to the 30,000 foot view, look at our values and go, where are we not adhering to our values in our company right now? And then we'll change things and, you know, retweak and all that. So if you do, don't do anything else, if you don't listen to anything else, sit down and physically write out the things that you value. And the way that you can tell is find out the things that really bother you. And that's usually connected to something that you value. Mm-hmm. That might be a long list for some of our listeners. <laughs> it may be, yeah. it may be but- but but it can do with business and relationships, and so and and business relationships. But the where we have where we have struggled, where our downfall is, is we do things out of desperation, and that's when we let our values go by the wayside because we need to hire somebody really quickly. We need money really quickly. We need a manufacturer really quickly. And those three things, because we hired fast, 
we trusted that they were telling us the truth. We, we took money because we needed it. And then we, you know, hired a manufacturer because we needed product. We needed to start production in every one of them. We did it so quickly that we let our values just, you know, go by the wayside and we didn't check. They didn't necessarily, we didn't check off the boxes one by one. Right. Um, that's a powerful uh, six. I don't know if that's five A, five B, or number six, but that is really. I like how you saved the, the one of the most important ones for last because you know we we make the. I think I think one of the toughest things about this entrepreneurial journey is all of the decisions you've got to make, small ones and big ones. It's just a, it's a constant exercise on making these decisions. And to your point, sometimes you compromise out of necessity uh, because you need something right there in the moment. And and y'all's advice is, hey, call timeout. Don't do that. Stick to your values. It may it may create uh, a longer wait. It may uh, be a little bit more painful in the short term, but in the long run, in the bigger, in the big picture, it's going to pay off very handsomely, right? Yeah. yeah, 100%, Scott. And I would say get really comfortable in the role of problem solver. Like, I mean, and that's not, it's kind of in, in what you were saying, but I, I, we resisted for a long time being the chief problem solver. Cause I was mm. like, ah, oh, it's annoying. Like, why do I always have to solve all the problems? Right. But I think once you embrace that and go, you know what, today's another day to solve problems. And it's our job as the co-founders and co-CEOs of this company to solve it. Nobody else is going to do it. So get really comfortable and build that muscle so strong that you go, okay, what's what's the problem I get to solve today? Right. That's so what we signed up for. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what we signed up for. And so you look forward to that rather than resisting it, and we'll go. It will go a lot smoother for you. And luckily, we we run in two different lanes, and so our problem solving skills are are. I mean, they, they mesh together, but they're completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, mine is manufacturing a new product, and that's where I get to solve problems and get to see what's going on with yeah. new products. And then Jules is the internal. And, and so we do run into separate lanes. We don't, we don't, and we come together very nicely, but we, um, it, that, that's our strength. That is another superpower behind us is that we have that ability to do that. Scott, we love could- that. Top 20 things. So for any of your <laughs> listeners, any of your listeners, no, this is really a true offer. Any of your listeners who just want to have a 30 minute conversation with us where we share sort of the behind the scenes stuff that we may not as much share on the mic. Um, we are more than willing to jump on a call Absolutely. with anybody and help. And if we can, if we can help sort of put rocks in a pothole to help somebody not go in that divot so hard, um, we make ourselves available to any of your listeners. Love that. And we're going to, uh, folks, and, and to all, all of our listeners and viewers, you're going to find out how to connect with Jules and Stace uh, just a minute. And you can also find it in episode notes. Um, there's a reason, as y'all were describing your lanes, you know, there's a reason they put those floats in those Olympic swimming pools when they have those swimming competitions. So all those swimmers that are moving 100 miles per hour can stay in their lane. There's a lot of value there. And, and But Stace, to your point, of course, you've got those net natural connection points because you've got very complementary skill sets and you've got to make joint and aligned decisions. But man, there's a ton of value and sometimes, oftentimes, when we stay in, in your lane and do what you do. Um, okay, so what a great list and, and great offer. Listeners, take take Jules and Stace up on their offer uh, to connect kind of offline. 
So as we start to wrap, I've got a fun final question for you both uh, in addition to how folks can connect with you. But hard to believe we're about to flip the calendar and be in 2023. Goodness gracious, I cannot, it, it blows my mind, it really does. So what is one fearless prediction that both of y'all have. And, and Stace, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to put you on the spot first. One bold, fearless prediction for next year. Um, well, this is kind of a, this is kind of a secret. Um, oh, but, geez. But we're, we're. Uh, Don't say I, it here. Don't say it here. I know. What are you going to share? <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to go first? No, um, Is we're going to start working on um, building a nonprofit organization um, and that we won't, I won't tell you the name of it any, anyway, is to help other entrepreneurs um, not necessarily all female, but a lot of female entrepreneurs um, avoid the things that we've had to, I mean, that we have come up against our hurdles. And so that's going to be a big focus in 2023 is to get that up and going that we can give back because that's part of our, our values is to give back. And if we can give back to a lot of, like I said, it's, it's going to be focused around female entrepreneurs. If we can give back to them through coaching or our uh, money and investing in them, however that looks, uh, we want to be the yes people. And instead of, you know, oh, that's a great idea and then never hear from us again. And so we want to start this foundation that's going to help uh, other fellow female entrepreneurs, you know, avoid the things we, that we've come up against, but also help them propel them forward. Love that. Man, you're talking my language there. I uh, can't wait for that launch. And uh, I hope to maybe uh, be able to support that because there's such a great need out there, right? For uh, that next generation of, of entrepreneurs that, that creates so much value, not just here in the States, but around the globe. Uh, and, and, and all that we can teach them from um, our wins, but especially our losses, right? So that's good. So Jules, I'll tell you what, it's going to be tough to beat. It's going to be tough to beat. Yeah, I can't, I can't beat it. This is more surfacey, I think, than that <laughs> one. Um, but the, the first thing that came to my mind is as, on, as entrepreneurs with an outdoor gear product, um, a high-end outdoor gear product, the one place that you want to show up is in REI stores. Um, I mean, that's, there's a ton of retailers out there and all of that. The one place you want to show up is in REI because that's kind of the mecca of outdoor gear, right? Sure. Um, you'll see us in REI this year. I mean, that's a prediction for 2023 is that we'll be in REI. And um, I mean, you know, we did a pop-up in a Greenville one and it went great. Um, and we don't, at this point, we don't have any connections with REI buyers. Um, so it's not, you know, we're not working on it. Um, but the prediction is that we'll be in REI by the end of 2023. Y'all set your mind to it. Prediction out there. What's that, Jules? I'm just putting that bold prediction out <laughs> Well, you know, you got to speak things, as I've learned from my uh, uh, my dear colleague, Clay Phillips, you got to speak things in the universe, right? You got to speak it in the universe, and that helps bring it to fruition. So, Clay, your ears may be burning right now, but we're speaking that in the universe. Um, well, it has been a delight and a pleasure and an honor to reconnect with you both. Uh, a big, big fan of what you are doing, OME Gear. How can folks... Let's make sure folks know how to, two things. How can they connect with y'all? And also, how can they go out and purchase a, a Wanderer? And uh, Stace? Yep. So you can find us at omegear.com. And, or you can follow us on any of the social media handles, uh, TikTok, uh, Facebook, Instagram. But we also have a Facebook 
private group called OME Gear Insiders. And that is a group you have to ask to join. Uh, you have to be kind in the group. Um, but that will, you can go in, you'll be a part of the group and you can kind of see the behind the scenes. This is just Jules and I, it's just our channel. Uh, that we go and, and get on video or we share like upcoming news before anybody else hears it. Uh, so that's that's kind of in the no group. Um, but you can also go back and see our struggles because we're very open and honest about things that have gone on. So you can find us at omegear.com, any of the Facebook channels, I mean, Facebook, Instagram or TikTok or OME Gear Insiders on Facebook. And the email awesome. that you can share is info at OME Gear. That's easier to remember than our names. We'd be happy to give you our names email, our direct one. Um, but we check that info at OME Gear every day. Like we're the ones who check it. And so if somebody sent us a message there, we'd get right back to them. So that's the easiest email to share. Outstanding. So whether you're inquiring about the product, about the company, or if you're looking for maybe that behind the scenes, frank conversation, where as Jules put it, going to help put the rocks in the, what, what, how do you say it? Rocks in the um, pothole, so you don't hit that, that that pothole so bad. That's a great. That's such a great way of putting it. But use that info at omegear.com to reach out. Um, has again, I really appreciate y'all's perspective, your journey, how open and honest and transparent you are about the goods, the, the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows that all make up everyone's entrepreneurial journey. So big pleasure. Uh, to talk with Stacy Pierce and Jules Weldon with OME Gear, again, creators of The Wander. Thank you, Stacy. Yep. Thank you, Scott. Brad. And lots of love to the whole Pierce family in Aiken, South Carolina. We talked about that in the last episode. Uh, and Jules, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to always be with you, Scott. Thank mm -hmm. you for your support of us. It really, truly means the world. Thank you. You bet. We're going to keep our fingers crossed and we'll have you back on as we all celebrate some, it sounds like some really big news in the weeks ahead. Okay, folks, um, man, what a great episode. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I have. Uh, be sure to find Supply Chain Now wherever you get your podcasts from, including YouTube. And more and more content, YouTube makes it so easy, right? Uh, you can check out our webinars, our live streams, our great episodes like this one and add your comments there. Uh, give us your take on what you hear. Hey, on behalf of the whole team here at Supply Chain Now, Scott Luden wishing all of our listeners nothing but the best. Hey, do good. Give forward. Be the change. Be like Stacy and Jules. And we'll see you next time right back here at Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now. Supply Chain Now.